the most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. Hello there, it's the Herman Cain Show. We are live. My name is Chris Chandler. Switcheroo here. Herman has been called away on some pressing business, but we are going to carry on here live. This is the time Herman talks to Jamie Dupree normally, so going to do something here we do from time to time, and it's proven popular. Going to let you talk directly to Jamie Dupree for this next hour. Give a call, ask him a question, give a comment. I can talk about the campaign, uh, Iran, this business in Kentucky. I don't feel like you have to limit yourself to any one subject. We'll let you talk about whatever you'd like to Jamie this next hour. Jamie's live in Washington. Jamie, sorry, seemed to be the hardest word, but she said it now. Yeah, how about that Hillary Clinton spending uh, even more time with a variety of interviews, Chris, over the last couple of days talking about her email troubles, and it's obvious her team has had to expend a lot of energy dealing with this. They keep saying, oh, this is nothing, it's just a media storm, it'll go away, don't focus on this, and yet there has been a ton of focus on it in the last couple of weeks. Uh, All of it comes, of course, as lawmakers are returning to work here, Chris, and starting Republicans are to focus a little more on the story involving this former state Department employee who was paid on the side by the Clintons to take care of their email server that she used, uh, the one at home, while she was Secretary of State in that extraordinarily unusual arrangement she had while she was in office by not using a state.gov email address. This employee named Brian Pagliano has refused to answer anything from the FBI, the Congress, and others, and his lawyers told Congress that he would take the fifth, which he has the legal right to do, let's not forget. But at the same time, Chris, you and I both know when Looks you take the terrible. fifth... Yeah, it doesn't look very good. And and so uh, I think there's a lot more to this, and, and Republicans certainly not letting up on it one bit. 877-310-2100 the number to give Jamie Dupree a call. Jamie, uh, this did not occur to Hillary as an epiphany in the middle of the night, obviously that she should utter those two words very carefully planned and long time coming yeah and think about it uh it's uh what she uh, uh she she gave us several interviews the last couple of days chris where she'd been all over on that and then finally went to that i'm sorry last night and then there's iran this week john is in florida first up on the herman cain show going to talk about the iran nuclear deal jamie big development yesterday john go ahead I'd be willing to bet in the next election cycle, 50% or more of the Democrats who, quote, approve of this treaty or agreement or whatever, are not going to be reelected. Yeah, you mean 50% from here in the Congress? Yeah, I take I take that easy bet with you. I think I'd win a lot of money off you on that. I, I doubt that, uh, and that's mainly because the 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 Democrats that are left in Congress for the most part are from very safe districts. Um, you know. If uh, the only caveat I would put in there, John, would be if there is something that happens in a way that makes it look like the Iranians are not following the deal, they're uh, they're hiding things, they're, you know, violating the agreement, then I do think it will be a big deal of uh, possibly for voters. But you know what? Foreign policy, I'm just still not convinced foreign policy is uh, is what the election is going to be decided on next time. Sal is in Georgia on this same subject on the Herman Cain show. Sal, come in. Yes, good morning, Jamie. Thank you for taking my call. 
at some points, Mark McCain was on a talk, uh, John McCain was on a talk show this morning, and he looked puzzled when he asked the question, how could this possibly have happened, meaning the Iranian deal? And obviously, this all started with, in the Senate when they gave Obama the red light to go, the green light to go ahead. The second issue is uh, Mitch McConnell. When the Democrats controlled the House, his battle cry was, if we can only get the Senate back, we would get things going. They've had the Senate back since last January, and all his, his now battle cry is, if we only had the presidency, we could get things done. i totally upset with, it, with the individual. The last thing, uh, talking uh, what the other gentleman said earlier, I'd like to know all the constituents in these 43 senators that are going to vote, for, Democratic senators are going to vote for the Obama deal. Uh, I'd like to know what the I'd like to find out what their constituents think of this. Well, I think a lot of Democrats are hearing, uh, if you're in the House, you're probably hearing a lot more support than anything else. If you're in the Senate, you're getting both. Uh, Sal, I would say on the issue of uh, the GOP leadership, and, and certainly this has been a theme of a lot of people on the Republican side in recent years, uh, I don't think it's legitimate uh, to expect the GOP leadership in either the House or the Senate to be able to wave a magic wand and, quote-unquote, get things done. Uh, the, the Republicans have been divided. They don't have 60 votes in the Senate. They certainly don't have 67 in the Senate or 290 in the House. And, yes, the easiest way for the Republican Party to get things done is to uh, have the House and the Senate and the White House. That's the most important thing to have overall. And I can understand that people want a more aggressive uh, line from the GOP leadership, but I also know how this place works. And if you don't have the votes, I don't care how good your argument is, you're not going to win on the floors of the House and Senate. 877-310-2100. I'm Chris Chandler. We're taking your calls for Jamie Dupree live on the Herman Cain Show. For this hour, speaking of making things disappear with a magic wand, how about those emails? Gates, up next on the Herman Cain Show. Hello. Hey, uh, so my question was, if Hillary Clinton only wanted to use one device rather than have two, how is it possible that she had that she did not have classified information on her server if she was only using the server uh, for personal information? How could she do both? Yeah, well, I think that's one of the unknowns. Obviously, uh, they do have, for intelligence stuff, and I haven't seen anything that says she did, but they do give out secure uh, Blackberries, secure phones, and more that you can use. I, I've known people in the intelligence community who have exactly that, so that you can get stuff sent to you remotely and not through a regular unclassified or unsecured email system. Look, the email thing, uh, it's pretty obvious that Hillary Clinton has not put this behind her, and with the, the emails being released at the end of every month from now until the Iowa caucuses, and her testimony coming up on, I think it's October the 22nd, she has not been able to put this to rest. And again, I'm going to go Go back to that guy taking the fifth and the FBI being involved. Those are two things that start producing wild cards and things that are not under your control. And that makes it a very difficult situation for Hillary Clinton. On the other, on the other side, I will say this again. I've covered the Clintons for many, many years and seen a whole host of different gates and affairs and different things. Affairs. And they always seem to, and they always seem to emerge on the other side very well. And so I don't think you should rule that out on this one either. Getting really down into Arcania, though, how much does it say about what's going on behind the scenes in her campaign? This gradual, subtle, but definite change in wording with these apologies almost day by day. Yeah, this didn't happen out of thin air, right, Chris? This is oh, no, stuff that they're talking right, about, course. and they're spending a lot of time on. It's obvious. And they're not only doing it, but they're stepping on their own message. I mean, they gave these interviews uh, yesterday to ABC and did Ellen at the same time that they were also rolling out substantive plans on policy. Uh, that tells me they thought it, uh, it was very important to get those 
the interview is out, even if it did overshadow what she wanted to talk about for that day. I saw a clip from the Ellen Show, Jamie. Sammy from Days of Our Lives seems a little seemed a little phased to be standing there in the middle of the politics. Um, I noticed something really subtle, and tell me if you picked up on this, because it could prove important. It's at least interesting, this phrase, what I did was above board. That uh, word, above board, she used it twice yesterday, so it's obviously on purpose. That has replaced allowed and legal in that part of the sentence. Yeah, you know, it, there was a policy that was in place, but for whatever reason, it was not applied to her. And still there's the question, too, of uh, this other State Department employee and the work that he did for her as well. On the Republican side, Tony's in Florida. Donald Trump rearing his head here on the Herman Cain Show. Tony, come in. Hello. Hey, how you doing today? We are great. Uh, thanks. I like, I like your opinion because my thing is, when I hear something on news over and over, like somebody got killed, or and you hear it every day over and over, it gets old to me. I say, like, leave it alone. And with Donald Trump, all you hear every day about Donald Trump, Donald Trump, this and that, do you think that could hurt him becoming a president, that people could start hearing the same thing over and over? Well, I, I do think that if you go, if you listen deeply in, in how Trump answers things and talks, uh, he, he gets to a point where there's uh, maybe not as much detail as others might offer. For some, that's just fine. For others, that might be something to think twice about. But so far, Trump has been able, I think the one thing he does very well is he knows how to deal with the media. He knows how to deal with the press corps in an aggressive way that I think other politicians are not as familiar with and not as able to do, and that has helped him so far. Will it keep him there? I would say if you gave the truth serum to most of political Washington, D.C., they wouldn't think that Donald Trump will last all the way into next year, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Now we're to speak to Jamie Dupree live on the Herman Cain Show, 877-310-2100. Jamie, we've seen this business in Kentucky this week, dramatic day yesterday, and remains to be seen how this will play out still with Kim Davis, the clerk there in Rowan County, Kentucky, when she comes back to work. Steve is in Georgia. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, hey, Jamie. I'm just curious, if that clerk in Kentucky had been, let's say his name is uh, Mohammed Abdullah, he's a Muslim, he refuses to give, let's say, a driver's license to a woman because it is against his deeply held religious conviction. How is that scenario any different than the one with Kim Davis? It seems like the right is forever paranoid about the Sharia law seeping in to our society. So in the case that I'm, or in the scenario I'm referencing, how would that be different? Uh, uh, I'm no legal expert, but I would say off the top of my head, it doesn't seem any different. It's it's basically everybody has rights. We all have rights to believe what we want to believe and, and exercise our religion. But as a government employee, things are a little different in how you can exercise those rights. And it, it seems that not only the lower courts, but also the U.S. Supreme Court pretty much wrapped that up pretty fast on Kim Davis. Now, the I do think that in the next couple of years we will see other lawsuits involving uh, bakeries or florists, things of that nature, who don't want to serve people in gay marriages, and that could reach the U.S. Supreme Court as well. I still say uh, this may seem very rudimentary, but if you replace the word gay with the word black uh, and then sort of run it through your mind in a test case, I'm not sure how well some of those cases will fare before the U.S. Supreme Court. Steve, what did you think of that big rally in Kentucky yesterday as Kim Davis got out of jail, the hoopra, and uh, two presidential candidates there? What did you think? What did I think about that? Yes, sir. 
Uh, I thought it was a little bit of grandstanding, to be frank with you. I really thought that Huckabee was really kind of playing up the crowd. I felt sorry for Cruz because he didn't seem to have a chance uh, to kind of uh, put his uh, put his hat in the they, ring. They on wouldn't him. let him up that's there. Yeah. Well, and, and that's part of the story is that the Huckabee people evidently uh, gave uh, gave Ted Cruz the forearm shiver and kept him uh, away from Kim Davis at the key time when she was with Mike Huckabee. Uh, Cruz might get overshadowed in about another two hours here in D.C. as well when he's at this anti-Iran deal rally with Donald Trump. Jamie, I don't hang out with a bunch of flaming liberals, but I have yet to talk to a person or see a friend on Facebook who thought Huckabee being there yesterday uh, was anything but a brazen publicity grab. Who's he trying to speak to doing well, that? You know, whether it's a brazen pu- publicity grab or not, uh, uh, to me that's not even important. I mean, that to me, that's Mike Huckabee's sort of venue is right there. That's that's the you know he he excelled with those kind of voters. I'll tell you, Eric Erickson brought this up, and I thought the same thing. And that is, where was Rick Santorum? Rick Santorum was has just been missing. I don't know, maybe he's out of the country or something, right? I don't know, but he hasn't been talking about this at all, which I find sort of surprising. Bobby Jindal has been all over this as well. Well, but right now, uh, certainly when you look at the poll numbers for Jindal, for Santorum, and for Huckabee, uh, they're not really uh, close to the top end of the GOP race. We are taking your telephone calls for Jamie Dupree for this hour, 877-310-2100. Give us a call, questions, uh, comments. Tell us what you think about any of these things. can talk about the campaign. Uh, either party can talk about Iran, major news this week, this business in Kentucky, which is still uh, developing here uh, as we speak and will for the next few days like to hear from me. My name is Chris Chandler Herman, uh, called away here, so Jamie and I are holding forth for this next hour. Give us a shout. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news, and you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. It's the Herman Cain Show Live. I'm Chris Chandler in for Herman, and we are taking your phone calls for Jamie Dupree for this hour. 877-310-2100 is the number. And back on the subject of Iran. Robert, you are on next with Jamie Dupree. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just have one concern that, that worries me more than anything about this Iran deal, and it's that we've just turned our back on the state of Israel. I'm not a Jewish person. I know a lot of Jewish people. Uh, I just feel like that we've told them, you know, you're on your own, people. Do what you got to do. And I think they've already said they will do what they have to do. And that scares me more than anything in this world right now. I think there are a lot of people here who believe that uh, the Israelis would do what they think they have to do. I mean, just look at their attack on Saddam in Iraq, if you're not unfamiliar with that, uh, they attacked Iraq. I want to say, Chris, it was back in maybe 1980-something. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and even before the Gulf War. So the Israelis have certain do- certainly done stuff before. Uh, for the Democrats, uh, they uh, they say they understand the worries, but argue that the, the restrictions in this deal will work, and obviously the Republicans don't see it that way at all. Ryan's in Florida for Jamie Dupree. Ryan, go ahead. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for taking my call. A question to you is um, the, how I think the Iran deal is a good deal. I think that, uh, one, it allows inspectors to get in there and inspect. Uh, Israel will, will do what they want to do, but at the same time, um, the $150 billion we're supposed to be given to Iran is actually in the form of oil. That's why we're seeing all these low oil prices, putting $150 billion worth of oil back in the market, driving the price down for every consumer out there, making their lives easier. 
And Israel is going to do what Israel is going to do, what they've always done. They see a threat, they're going to nuke it. They're going to attack it. They're going to make their self-sovereignty uh, safe at any cost, whether we have the deal or not. So the best deal for all Americans, I think, is the fact that the oil price is going down. And I believe that's because it's $150 billion worth of oil being placed back in the market. driving. You know, it's interesting, Chris, because uh, the Democrats, the number of them, as they've come out in favor of the Iran agreement, have said that it's pretty much the same thing. Well, they don't like the details that they would have negotiated something different. They look at it, it's better than nothing. They say it establishes some restraints on Iran. Obviously, as I said again, and I'll keep saying it, the GOP strongly disagrees. Very long time, very thorny problem there. Taking your calls for Jamie Dupree, next half hour of the Herman Cain Show, 877-310-2100. Stay with us. News 95.5. Well, hello again. It's the Herman Cain Show. My name is Chris Chandler. We are live. Herman is away, and we are doing something for the next half hour. We have done from time to time recently, and you seem to have enjoyed it, so we'll do it again today, taking your telephone calls, questions directly for Jamie Dupree in Washington. So it's 1-877-310-2100 if you'd like to speak to Jamie. John is up next on the Herman Cain Show. John. Gentlemen, uh, my concern about the whole marriage situation that we've got going on in Kentucky, and it's going to be going across the United States here shortly, is that one, first and foremost, science has yet to prove that there's this quote-unquote homosexual gene. So, honestly, I'm tired of hearing everybody saying, well, this is no different than segregation south when you can't have a, homose- a uh, an African-American marrying a, marrying a white person. Uh, there's no law. I mean, this, this law was changed by activist judges doing a litigation from the freaking bench. There is no law in the Constitution that even mentions marriage for them to even come up with this mindset that it's okay. Um, you know, there's there's a thing called the Tenth Amendment. Apparently the Constitution uh, now is being used as toilet paper because no one supports the Tenth Amendment. This is one of those things where the Tenth Amendment is supreme. Um, you know, everybody's saying that, well, she's an elected official. So she's got to do this. She's got to sign them. Well, here's the problem with that. The law was, quote-unquote, changed after she was elected, and there was no provision in that law that was changed to be able to say what she can or cannot do as an elected official to prevent her from having to violate her First Amendment rights. Because, oh, by the way, the amendment, the First Amendment, is one of the amendments. It's expressed in the Constitution, yes, as an amendment, but it is expressed. Marriage is not. So for them to say she has to do it because it's the law, in my mind, is really no different than being an SS officer in Nazi Germany saying, I killed the Jews because it was the law. I was ordered to, so it was the right thing to do. So I'm tired of so, everybody saying So far, that the, uh, no the U.S. Supreme Court has, has frowned on her appeals. I mean, the fact is that uh, her effort, to, her lawyer's effort to slow things down went nowhere with the lower courts, went nowhere with the circuit court, and went nowhere with the U.S. Supreme Court. And again, uh, I know you don't like the idea, but I do think the fact that she is a government employee makes a difference in this case. What do you think this might uh, affect, this might have in the campaign? This woman has crossed uh, definitely the line into celebrity now. Whatever happens, she's not going away. 
Well, look, I, I think uh, we talked about it earlier with Mike Huckabee being there and I would, uh, and Ted Cruz, and I would assume others might embrace her cause as well. Uh, I still think the ones that will get a lot more attention will be cases involving florists and bakers and others who do not want to provide services for a gay marriage. Uh, those seem, uh, I would think, would have a better chance to reach the U.S. Supreme Court and galvanize opinion. Obviously, a number of Republicans in the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling earlier this year on gay marriage had talked a lot about pushing religious liberty legislation. Uh, but again, I don't see that going anywhere in the Congress, even with a Republican majority at this time. 877-310-2100. Taking your calls, your comments for Jamie Dupree in Washington. Jim in Florida is up next. Jim. Yes, please. Uh, procedure. Do I understand right at the end of uh, 30 days they have to approve or deny? Is that correct? For the Iran deal? Yes. Well, it was actually in the, in the law, the original one was if they submitted it by a certain date, they had a 30-day review. But because it was after that date, then it became a 60-day review. So in that sense, the uh, the 60-day clock started and will run out, I think it's September the 17th is the date. Uh, because of the Jewish holidays coming up, that's one reason why lawmakers are moving to try to vote on this probably by the end of this week. Jerry's in Wisconsin for Jamie Dupree. Jerry, hello. Hi, hello. Um, one of you asked before, I'm not sure who, who was Mike Huckabee trying to appeal to? That was me. Yeah, it was quite, it's quite clearly, he's trying to appeal people who believe that the Bible is the supreme law of the United States, that the Bible trumps the Constitution. I mean, he's clearly kind of a theocrat. Kim Davis is a theocrat, she said, her authority comes from God. It doesn't come from the Constitution, it doesn't come from we the people. She believes her God trumps any kind of law that we people in the United States pass. That who is he's trying to appeal to, fellow theocrats. No, listen, uh, obviously Huckabee not doing as well this time around as he did back in uh, 2008 when really he was the, he was sort of that year the Rick Santorum alternative uh, that Rick Santorum was in 2012. When you look at the polling numbers right now, though, Huckabee has really dropped down a whole bunch in the race for the White House on the Republican side. Can this help him? Again, as I said to you, Chris, I don't think you hold it against him. Uh, this is, uh, Huckabee, I think, is trying to make a play back into some of those voters in Iowa uh, religious voters, evangelicals, and more that he was able to attract last time, but this time he struggled to get them on his side. It is all politics. It was at least a little humorous yesterday when she came out and was standing on that stage. Huckabee had one arm around her lawyer, had one arm around her husband, her own husband who hadn't seen her in a week, pushed three feet away. There he was. That is the way it goes, my friend. Ron is in Georgia for Jamie Dupree. Ron. Yes, Jamie, do you think, uh, given the current feel of uh, Republican candidates that we have now, whoever becomes the nominee next year for presidency, do you think they got a snowball's chance in hell of winning the presidency if they come out by saying that they will repeal the Affordable Care Act? Oh, I think for a lot of Republicans that's sort of a mandatory thing that you will say. Um, and, you know... I, I'm not sure that the election rises and falls on that one issue. Will it, will it cost be, him the election? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I, I would say that what, what you'll hear probably from Democrats is, well, you know, a candidate, uh, you know, that Republican, he wants to take away your benefits under the Obama health law or something 11, like that. You, 11 to what, 16 million people now are currently signed up for the Affordable Care Act? Um, I think and it's 9.9 uh, million was the announcement yesterday, plus people who've in 26 or 27 states who are getting coverage through Medicaid. So, yeah, it's a pretty big chunk of people. And that does, it opens you up to the allegation, uh, the political charge that you're just going to take away health care. 
care from these people. And, you know, I think hurting Republicans, frankly, is they have not come up with sort of their own alternative. There's lots of Republican ideas on how they would do things differently. But still, this many years after the uh, the Obama health law was put into law, the Republicans have never brought their own plan up for a vote in the House or Senate. Taking your phone calls for Jamie Dupree in Washington, live on the Herman Cain Show, 877-310-2100. Jamie, there was a story late yesterday uh, that was a little worrisome. The uh, Pentagon reporters uh, had gotten some off-the-record information that Russia has uh, set up uh, had flown into airfields in Syria, these giant containers, and you don't know what's inside, uh, equipment and so forth, that looks for all the world like some kind of a forward uh, operating base. And the big question is, what in the world is it for? It's a big question. Bob is in Ohio. Bob, you are up next on the Herman Cain Show talking about uh, Russia, Syria, ISIS. Yes, for the longest time we've been hearing ISIS is the focus of evil, basically, in the modern world. Our government won't do nothing. The Arab allies won't do nothing. Why is John Kerry opposed to letting Russia and their army go in there and do what needs to be done? Destroy ISIS. They will do it. Why wouldn't we want that done? Well, I, I think the the one thing is to worry about the Russians and what they're up to more than anything else. I understand what you're saying. Let them get the job done. You know, Syria has always been an interesting flashpoint from back in really, uh, you know, go back to the Nixon years until now. And the Russians have al- uh, always sort of tinkered in there in an effort to get themselves more involved in the Middle East and I think to drive us a little crazy along the way. As Chris mentioned, there were uh, there is a suspected military buildup in Syria by Russia. As uh, as they're sending some kind of uh, advisors or or materiel down there, and it's not entirely clear what the Russians are up to. But look, this is all part of Vladimir Putin's effort to act like a superpower and to tweak the United States whenever possible. Milton's in Georgia next on the Jamie Dupree. Uh, well, almost called it the Jamie Dupree show. There, it's what Watch it is it today there. on the Herman Cain show for Jamie Dupree. Milton, go ahead. I was wondering about the uh, Republicans who were announcing for the fair tax. With 100-plus years of IRS and $18 trillion in debt, I think it's time we change and try something else. And the fair tax math works. I get to take home my whole check, and then I pay taxes at the register, just like everybody pays at the pump. Let everybody pay at the register. You know, uh, obviously, Neil Bortz uh, championed that for a number of years. It still has not caught on in the Congress, though uh, I still wonder whether or not we're going to see more people getting behind it in the future as a way to do a, uh, I think it was Rand Paul as sort of a bifurcated kind of plan right now that would be part income tax and part sales tax, a fair tax. But as of right now, I just don't see that. It's not going anywhere. It's never gotten a vote in the Congress, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Gus is in Georgia, man. You've been hanging on a long time. Go ahead for Jamie Dupree. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for taking my call. I've got a question about uh, this email business. Uh, how come it took so long for the local media, I mean, the uh, national media to pick up on this as opposed to uh, uh, the talk show hosts have been doing, dealing with it for the past six months? I would disagree very strongly with you on that. It's uh, The New York Times and the Washington Post have been on this. Uh, and and they've in fact most of these stories that have come out recently have been done by the major news media. Uh, the Washington Post was the one that broke the story the other day about uh, the guy being on the payroll and more. So I don't uh, know. I would disagree with you. I think the uh, in fact the Clinton team is not pleased with the news media because they think that uh, that the news media has has spent too much time on the email story. 
Oh. Okay, well, thank you. What do we know about this Ellen appearance? Was that on yesterday? Did they tape it yesterday? I didn't quite get it. I thought it was on yesterday, maybe but so. maybe, maybe I'm so. wrong. I think it was same day taped and then and then played back. I could be wrong about that. But obviously, she decided to do not only ABC, and she did NBC, and she did an AP interview, and, and sort of a changing story the last couple of days. Not exactly the reboot that I think the Clinton team was looking for, but again, we'll see in a couple months whether they can get by it. I think they've they've thought on the Clinton side that they could get by this a number of times, and they have not been able to. 877 877- 7310-2100 for Jamie Dupree. Margaret in Missouri's next. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I was calling about, Jamie, you compared uh, homosexuals getting married with refusing black. Are you talking two black men or two black women coming in and being refused? Because actually you're talking race. You're talking like apples and oranges. Well, yeah, it is an apples. I agree, it is apples and oranges. But what I was saying was, if you think about it in terms of, you know, I'm no legal expert, but my thought is, if you think about not serving a certain class of people, uh, that would not be allowed under current law. And uh, I just think that it's going to be a a very uphill fight for government employees like Kim Davis. We've seen that in the legal fight. And I think it'll be, uh, frankly, an uphill fight for florists and bakers who don't want to serve uh, gay couples because they are a public accommodation and you can't pick and choose. But again, we'll have to, I think in the next couple of years, those cases will certainly reach the U.S. Supreme Court. All right, Jamie, how how much of this by next fall when the election comes these court processes this will take years to work through well i don't know because there are a couple of those uh uh cases in the pipeline already so i don't know whether or not they uh they could reach the u.s supreme court again for next year Uh, i think that the democrats would be very pleased to have a case like that at the u.s supreme court because i think that it would uh, they believe it would put the republicans sort of on the rivet about that issue. Really? Is the reverse not true in almost the same way as the uh, gay marriage bans on the ballot in 2004? These religious liberties bills will be all over probably the ballots, and that'll bring the Republicans to the polls will be the hope. It it could well, uh, and it could uh, be both sides. No, listen, I think both sides will be energized by this and move along. You're absolutely right, Chris. Joe's in Florida on the Herman Cain Show for Jamie Dupree. Joe. Uh, hello, Jamie. Hillary stated that if she's elected, she'll remain distrusting of Iran. But I'm just curious as to what power the deal has outlined for her to move on that distrust. It sounds like there's a lot of side deals where they'll be self-inspecting themselves. What what can she do with that distrust? Well, she used her speech. Uh, the, the distrust was a line from her speech here in D.C. today, and she said several times that uh, if elected, she would not hesitate to use military force against the Iranians if they violate the deal. Uh, the Democrats simply argue, and I know that a lot of Republicans don't agree with them, but their argument is simply that they believe that this agreement with Iran puts uh, restrictions on the Iranians and allows monitoring that otherwise would not happen. Obviously, uh, the GOP strongly disagrees, and that's why you're seeing not one Republican in the Congress uh, expected to vote for this agreement. Jamie, before we take our break, the caption on CNN yesterday afternoon covering the campaign was, Trump accuses Bush of putting people to sleep. Is that our discourse for the autumn? Uh, well, look, uh, uh, Jeb and uh, Jeb Bush and, and Donald Trump have been going back and forth at each other, and what Trump has been able to do to Jeb is really get under his skin a lot uh, with little jabs, family jabs especially, and I think you'll see even more of that. I'm I'm interested in where we go from here with Donald Trump. Uh, you know, he's he's been up there a lot longer than a lot of people here in D.C. had figured he would be this next debate a week from today. I think it's going to be really, really important for him moving forward. Taking your calls for Jamie. Dupree on the Herman Cain Show. 
Hear Herman Cain anytime on demand at HermanCain.com. Share the experience with friends and tell them to click on Cain 24-7. Trump or Clinton, Iran, whatever you got here for the few minutes we have left, 877-310-2100. Paul is in Georgia for Jamie Dupree on the Herman Cain Show. Paul. Yes, uh, Jamie, I've got a question about um, uh, devices that are issued by the federal government. Was there a prohibition back when um, Clinton was the Secretary of State or today that does not allow or prohibit somebody from using like a general email service such as Gmail or Hotmail? I, I I don't know if there was uh, there was a, a policy, but I don't you know it wasn't quote unquote a law or anything like that. The policy was that you weren't supposed to do that. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's uh, she has said that she got permission. It hasn't really been said from who for her to have her own outside email server. Let's just put it again as we've been describing it. It was extremely extraordinarily unusual to have a setup like that. And there's a lot of people feel like that she did it for only one reason, and that was to sort of get around FOIA guidelines and more. Wasn't this a lot easier, Jamie, back in the Woodward and Bernstein days? You know, hide papers in the potted plants and all that <laughs> before they had. Uh, well, you know, I think everybody listening, uh, you have to think twice about what you write and everything and that applies not only to government workers but in your own personal and work life as well and uh, it uh, to, I think there's a lot of people who do wonder what the FBI will be able to find on that server all right Jamie rest of the week in the presidential campaign what are we expecting Is Hillary done with her uh, whirlwind tour or more uh, no, actually, she's going to, uh, from here, she's going to uh, Columbus, Ohio tomorrow. She'll be doing a, an event there, and I think uh, uh, she's doing two fundraisers here in D.C. today, and then she goes to Wisconsin, if I remember correctly. But really, the presidential race right here outside the Capitol building today. Hillary was here in town. Ted Cruz just on the floor a little while ago talking about the Iran deal. Donald Trump will be outside in a little while. So, yeah, everything intersecting right here in D.C. today. You see real quick that uh, Donald Trump suggests CNN give all of the uh, commercial money from the debate next week to Veterans Charity. Yes, uh, he has sent a letter to the CNN president asking for that. That debate, I'll be out there at the Reagan Library one week from today, Chris. And we'll see if CNN goes for that. I'm Chris Chandler sitting in for Herman Cain. Jamie Dupree's live in Washington on the Herman Cain Show. Herman is back tomorrow. Hope you have a great day. Herman Cain now hands the WSB microphone to Rush Limbaugh. And the WSB expanded new news is moments away. Depend on it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.